Hello, everybody. Welcome to the hottest podcast this side of... <laughs> With me is uh, Kevin Stott. Uh, Kevin, what, what did you have for dinner? I had a little bit of a leftover spaghetti bolognese, if you don't mind. And I'd like just like to say that we're the, we're the best podcast this side of Alpha Centauri. Closest star to Earth. Sci-fi reference. I like it. I like it. Uh, we also have Max Fincher here. Max, what did you eat for dinner? I had a uh, classic liquid dinner. Pretty buzzed <laughs> right now. <laughs> what, what does that mean? What what flavor was it? Uh, it was green, um, bright green. I had a bright green flute of something and a um something. I actually, I actually had seafood pasta, which was quite filling. Um. Did you did you just not just decide to not finish your little story you just made up there and Yeah, and... I didn't I didn't like where it was going cuz uh, for <laughs> real though I was thinking um Midori and I I had a bit too much Midori years and years ago now and it's it's still stuck with me and I can't even did... think about Midori without feeling a bit sick. Did you puke green? I'm sure I did. I I had one night back in um high school where I had about half a half a six pack of beers and some Midori and some gin and some bourbon and then about half a pack of cigarettes and I didn't smoke <laughs> and then I threw up <laughs> most of it out the back of Geordie Shellhorn's house. Oh, <laughs> Geordie Shellhorn, the, yeah. the vomit puddle is still there today. <laughs> oh well, there's a sort of like a seared hole in his backyard. Yeah. Um, if you so go cool. near it, like you can't go near it, they've put you know tape around <laughs> it and stuff. Um, There's, yeah, they've put up a sign. It says Max's bog, no diving. Yeah. yeah. If, if if we were in fantasy medieval times, it would be marked on a map as Max's bog <laughs> and have its own like, little little <laughs> locale there. It's kind of like the um Sarlacc pit from Star Wars. Uh, I'm your host, Jace. I I ate uh, a green curry. My mum made it. It was very good. Uh, anyway, we'll see you later. Thanks for listening <laughs> Thanks, to guys. Sky Pirate Radio. <laughs> nice talking about our supper with y'all. Sky Pirate's food cast. Yeah. So, as you may have noticed, uh, Joey is sadly absent. He uh, died. Uh, he went back in time to World War Two, and he, he didn't... <laughs> yeah, he finally got his dream. He was in... A... He uh he started working at an antique shop where at the back was secretly a portal to World War Two, and for a long time he had to juggle uh between the kind of life and and girlfriend that he has here and then the woman that he fell in love with back in World War Two, and then uh one day he was back in time in World War Two and he went back to go through the portal and it was closed. Oh. Yeah, we had we had to uh, because he, he he told us uh, you guys look at the papers. I'm gonna be a legend, you know. Look at the history books one day, and and we looked at them when we couldn't find him, in it, and he died. He was he was there and the deceased. So that's that's how he found out. How did we not find that out? Like, couldn't as soon as he started going back, couldn't we then look at the newspapers and find out that he was gonna die? Well, well, no, because cause time changes. It's like Looper, you see. You go, he goes <laughs> back, and then he goes back forward in time. But then when he goes back and dies, only then has the course of history been reversed or it's changed, Robert. Just seems really arbitrary, guys. <laughs> uh, it's because it's, 
it's it's because we just made this up. He's just gone to Japan. <gasps> He's not actually dead. I mean, he could like let, let's be real here, everyone. He could die in Japan. Something the terrible Yakuza, could happen to the him. The Yakuza could get him. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's pray that he doesn't die. Wink. I'm I'm just kidding, Joey. Joey, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I don't I don't want you to die. All right. I love you, buddy. Have fun in <laughs> Japan, you bastard. Going there before me. Cheeky I hate... Japan. Trip. And he went to. He went. He went to. He went to a maid cafe, for God's he sake. He did. That was. That's you. That's your adventure for you to go on. Right in front of. Right in front of my damn face. <laughs> really rubbing it in. Yeah, really, really just rubbing my nose in it. You know. <laughs> what kind of cafe? A maid cafe. What's that? Uh, it's when Japanese Japanese maid girls that are all kawaii and anime like will uh, serve you little food with love hearts on it and uh play you know with you if you like and uh oh pretend to like you and not think you're weird (laughs) (laughs) it actually Uh, sounds pretty pretty fun hmm yeah japan's got got all sorts of good cafes they've got uh maid cafes they've got hug cafes they've got uh cafes as well (laughs) and and if you can imagine this a cafe where you go in and you can order, say, uh, you know, varieties of coffee. Imagine that, and then you just mm. sit and drink it. Incredible. But wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be wild? Uh, we should, you know, video games uh, are a pastime. They're a young man's game. I've always said it, and it's time that we mature. <laughs> and this podcast is no longer about video games. It's about old man this, stuff. Uh, this is. It's about the Japanese cafe culture, as, as and, we will. Uh, please join us. And my model train that I'm building. Mm. I'm going to have a little segment at the end of the show called Max's Responsible Investments Corner. <laughs> Did have you? Oh, good. You should. Yeah. Do you think that a Do you think that an old man who like just a quiet old man who's got a wife, but he spends all his time like down in his basement playing with his model toy toy sets? Do you think he ever dreams of becoming very small and, and conducting all these <laughs> tiny trains? <laughs> um, I hope so. I wanna I want a short film about that where it's it's kind of it's it's pushed as like just kind of cute, but it's also kind of weirdly he like he's a bit too into it. <laughs> Something almost sinister. I, I mean, I mean, to me that sounds almost sort of depressing. That that's like the one thing he can <laughs> he can latch onto. He wishes he was inside. It, it, I'm very much I'm very much imagining like sort a sort of a Pixar short, like that chess game one, <laughs> <laughs> this, this old man riding a little miniature train set. I saw a review the other day on uh, the App Store. That I don't know if it was real or not, but it was a story of this like old old guy who had gotten hooked on like a uh, game where you look after a horse for like a little girl. Uh-huh. Um, had his like daughter downloaded this horse game on his phone, and he'd just like gone through a divorce, and then he like latched onto this horse <laughs> game and paid like hundreds and hundreds of dollars on it, and left this review about how he loved it more than any of his wives. Oh, yeah, that's pretty rough. Uh, yeah, that's a rough go of it. Get better soon, man. <laughs> a real horse. Yeah, that's that's what you should really get into once you get divorced. You're divorced a free man. 
Yeah. But divorce is of course, of course. Of course. Good. Video games. I mean, it's it's been a while since we've re- recorded. Uh, uh, I, I'm hopefully you will have heard the game of the year podcast by now that I've painstakingly been editing, and then you'll hear this one shortly after. It took a really long time to edit because uh, uh, there was a cartoon fly that was on my microphone and it didn't seem like mm. it was making any noise but then when we listened back to the recording uh the fly was giving us investment tips in a little squeaky high-pitched voice so we had to scrub all that out mm. yeah we can't you might hear him come in here and there i don't know if we've completely figured out a way to squelch him out so you might hear some stock investment tips here and there. Just ignore them. Don't yeah, listen to them. Don't These listen are to them. Responsible investment. They're tips, bad. So they're just bad tips. Them. Buy, sell. If you want to hear responsible investment tips, wait till the end for Max's wait, investment please, corner. Please wait for the. Please wait for the end. Please yeah. stop sending us in mail asking us to start with the investment tips because we know that's what you're here for. That's why we put them at the end. So we can have this other stuff first. Because if we put them at the start, you'd listen and then you'd just stop. Yeah. You've you got to keep them waiting. You and know? We've, got to sell, we've got to sell some MeUndies on here. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, just generally, uh, what has everyone been up to? What, what, have we been, what have we been doing? Working on a video game. No, oh, you're done. You make a video. You make a yeah. video game. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine me making a video game. That sounds fucking silly. <laughs> what a frivolous pursuit for a grown man. Get a real job. Um, <laughs> the game's getting there. Still working on map stuff. Still getting stuff all polished out. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. And then Joey decides to take a fucking vacation on you. That's alright, it's all kind of, it's all stuff that I've kind of got to do anyway. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just f- joking around. Uh, Max, what, <laughs> what have you been doing? In, in oh, your... you know, just, just chilling out, um, you know, slowly spiralling to the uh, emotional gulf that's within me. But, um, you know, just chilling out, having a good time, uh, discovering new depths to my own despair. Hey, you've gone on. You've you've taken a dark turn in this year of twenty seventeen. I don't, um, I don't remember this at all. Nah, it no, might be it's, it's it been, might be twenty seventeen's fault. Had one of those. Had one of those couple of weeks where been reassessing a lot of stuff. So I don't know. I not not to get dark or anything, but definitely video games have been a pretty good. You know, if you're ever having a rough time, video games are pretty. They're a good source of solace for us, and I, um, mm. yeah. I'll I'll second that for sure. Yeah. Are you having a crisis of faith about your hairstyle again? I thought I'd grow it out, then I thought I'd cut it. Now I'm not sure. Mm. Um, yeah, and and the worst worst part about cutting it is that you can't go back. It's short now. You got to wait. You can't go back. It will never yeah. grow back. You could cut it and get a selection of wigs at various lengths. That's well, true. That just seems unreasonable. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to offer solutions here. I yes, last night I cut off all my facial hair and then I was like, oh no, I look like a like a fucking child now. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I love that. Effect. And I was, I hate it because I don't want to look like a child. I'm going on a date tomorrow. Oh, what am I gonna? No, like li- listen, all right. You can you can maybe get a wig. What are you gonna do about facial hair? Facial. You just. Well, this, this... yeah, that yeah that looks real good. Yeah, you can have like Santa's. Like a you can have a Santa that doesn't have a have a real beard and has a fake beard. Hmm. Yeah, it, it'll 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 work a charm. Could you get it's your like, hands? Ho, 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 sit ho. on my lap. Exactly. That's a con. That's a conversation starter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I I haven't been up too much. I've been I've been playing a lot of video games. There's sure like twenty seventeen kind of just started. I mean we're three months in now, but we're sure there sure as heck is a lot of video games to play already that that are new. It's heckin' loads. Hmm. So, so let's talk about them a little bit. Uh, Kevin, do you want to start with what you're you're jamming? I did. I played and finished Final Fantasy, and I quite enjoyed it. The fifteenth. Yes, the fifteenth Final Fantasy. I. Mm. Uh, which boy do you want to date the most? <laughs> which one do I want to date? Ignis was my favorite one. You fucking stay away from Ignis because he's my favorite. <laughs> he's yours. <laughs> I think it's yeah. okay for us to have the same favorite. We just gotta share. Exactly. I'm not. Um. Gonna be territorial man, about it. Man, not Noctis is a real a real shithead. <laughs> like I don't like playing as him that much because he's just a bit of a whiner. He's 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 not a he's not a he's not a team team player. Well, he's just kind of like ev- every. He's just kind of nothing. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't really matter what he... Because he's, he's, he doesn't really have any strong... His character stuff in any way. In, except maybe he likes fishing. But then that, how much he actually goes fishing depends on how much you want to go fishing. So Yeah. But like it's it's weird that you, that you have these free, vibrant, fun personalities. And you've got this guy whose defining trait is that... Oh, he's cocky sometimes... And he's sad a lot. Well, I think that's I pretty know. standard for the video game protagonist kind of thing. Yes, for sure. I'm just saying. What if he was like a, like it was like a Ninja Turtle situation? Uh-huh. Max can relate to this. Oh yeah. Like we need to get Leonardo. We need a leader. I don't they know. are the Ninja Turtles. I just realized, cause, <laughs> except for except for Noctis, because they got the party dude, yeah, the smart one. You got Strong Boy, and then you got and then you got everyone's favorite Ninja Turtle, the sad, depressed turtle. He doesn't, <laughs> do, he doesn't leave. He just stays in the house and goes fishing. <laughs> and he's Wait, entitled. who's the sad, depressed turtle? Wrath. No, I'm just making a joke. It's 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 it would be Leonardo because Noctis is is a sad boy, but Leonardo is a leader. He's got swords and is all pride and and that. Uh he gets pretty moody sometimes. What does he get moody about? Not you know what? Never mind. <laughs> do you, you want to know? I do. Was... I do. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go on then. Uh, uh, for real though, like in the IDW comic, he gets totally abducted and, and, um, like hypnotized by Shredder to become his, you know, next in line. And then he turns against the turtles and then he comes back and then he's, he feels all abandoned by them. 
and is all moody for some reason because that's what the plot says he has to be. <laughs> mm. You gotta have an edge to him. The old characters you love, but with a bit of an edge, a bit of an added twist. Like what if what if Woody was depressed from Toy Story? Good question. Wouldn't that be a different movie? So, did you like Final Fantasy Fifteen, Kevin? You're, you're I enjoyed happy with, it. With, with... I enjoyed it muchly. I could zoom around and and fight a man with a sword. I feel like it did a pretty interesting job. Like I haven't really played the old Final Fantasies. I've played a little bit of each of them. Um, but I think it. I feel like it did a pretty good job of translating a lot of that stuff into the kind of open world, three D jumping aroundy thing. It felt. It felt good. It felt better than like 13. 13 was a very confusing game because it was mm. so linear. Uh, and then this one uh, felt more like an old Final Fantasy because you can go around. Yeah, for sure. I, like, I, I like the uh, the idea of using a car to get around makes just getting around much much more fun, much quicker. Uh, than it would be in a, in a regular old Final Fantasy where you just kind of have to walk the overworld. Yeah. Um, it's it's a really it's a really big world. It's really fun to to sort of explore and and I and I like the uh, that there's just like some areas some uh, dungeons essentially that that aren't even on the map or a quest you can get. You can just kind of find stuff and be like, oh, this is it's cool. This is here. You get something cool at the end of it. Like I I like that that uh, it feels old in that style that, that it doesn't have to necessarily be marked on a map or nothing like that even if some stuff is uh it's kind of the same thing as zelda which we'll, we'll get into a bit later it had like actual dungeons and stuff because like 12 like 13 and 12 and stuff didn't act didn't have you fought a lot of dudes but you didn't really like go into dungeons and that is a thing that you go into a dungeon you clear it and there's a thing at the end and then you come out that's like a level or something, which I feel like uh, some of the older ones had. Mm. Uh, what What did you ask, Max? How long is it? I was going to say, how long is it? And, you know, how were you feeling around the end? Were you a bit sick of it, wanting to get it done, or wanting a bit more of it? I, I was pretty... I don't remember how long it was. Probably... I don't know. I've got absolutely no idea. Maybe fifteen hours or something. I've got no. I played it over. I had a couple of days off, and I played it over like three, like a week maybe. Um, mm. at the end, like people, I've heard people complain about the end, and I understand why. It goes on for a very long time, and it takes you out of the, uh, out of the open world, and takes away a lot of the like fun stuff that you've been doing. The whole time, okay. but um, th- there was enough happening in the story, and I was pretty much just, I wasn't worrying about clearing stuff or trying to like hunt stuff down a hundred percenting it. I was just like, all right, I'll just follow through. Let's see, mm. let's see where this all goes. And I didn't really understand what happened in the end, but it happened, and then it was fine. Uh, I ended up being the complete opposite from Kevin. Uh, in that I did pretty much everything I could do in the game. And uh, I ended up spending yeah, right. about a 100, 100 hours, Holy I think. Holy shit, 100. wow. That's a lot of uh, hours. Yeah, and then, and then I beat the game. And it, yeah, I, 
I, I don't mind that the end is more linear. It's just uh, the story mostly didn't really do much for me outside of the four main characters. Yeah. Uh, pretty much everything that went on outside of those guys was almost... It just didn't really do much for me at all. Mm. Uh, there are characters in there that it wants you to care about that it doesn't let you spend any time with them. So so it's weird to, to ask me to to sort of in- engage with them on a personal level and feel bad for them or, or good for them or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the, but every, everything with the, the main four characters felt good because you spend so much time with those guys. Uh, it feels like a genuine adventure and uh, all the... All the Com- all the like little interactions they have uh, uh, do a lot to, to give them a, give them a nice amount of character. Uh, so I liked all that stuff. It was uh, generally a, a good time. It was my it was my game of the year last year. I liked it so much. Uh, just like my my favorite movie of last year, King's Glaive. Uh, everyone should see it. <laughs> everyone should it's see really it. It's good. top one, number one movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could play a hundred hours of Final Fantasy. Like I enjoyed. Like, I enjoy seeing all the monsters and stuff, but I feel like there isn't... When you're, like, fighting a dude, I feel like there isn't that much to do. You just kind of fight him. <laughs> just kind of hold down circle. And there's all these techniques you can use, but it's like, oh, I'll just use whichever one. It'll help a little bit, and then eventually it'll be over. Well, th- there is actually some later on in the game. There's some optional stuff you can do that is really tough and you really have to go in there with a with a strategy of some sort or you have to go in there prepared to be fighting for a very long time yeah. uh there is an optional fight in that game that took me i was fighting it was it was on christmas eve and uh, i fought him from uh 9 30 p.m till christmas day at 12 the Whoa. fight lasted what? uh and i yeah, it's, it was a long fight. It's how I, I got the uh, platinum. had to retry? No, I was fighting him for that long. You're kidding. No, no, I was. <laughs> no. Wait, that's too long. <laughs> no, okay. I, I, I'm not going to get into spoilers about what it was, but it's this big thing that's in a lot of Final yeah. Fantasy games, this optional boss, and they... Uh, it was funny because I was just hitting him over and over, and and in the game the night cycle was just day to night, day to night. <laughs> of my characters had slept for ages. Just, I just I could just imagine them just being like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, I don't, not I don't even it. understand why they have to kill him. <laughs> Can't they just leave it? I, he's a he's a threat. I guess. Right. <laughs> I don't know because a video game. You know? Yeah. But it uh, is It is interesting that they have that in there as a thing that you could do and that it takes such a weirdly long time. Mm. I mean, I was, a, I was a little bit under-leveled for it, so I'm sure you could do it in a much shorter span of time. Yeah. But I was. I just wanted to, to be done with the game, and I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to power through this one. I mean, it's cool. It feels like almost like a, a test of endurance, like almost like a Dark Souls kind of thing. It's like, can you... Act, can you put up with this for this long and like and you that, have to be attentive uh, it's not like Nibbler it's not like game. you can just tape the bu- what game uh nibbler did you see the documentary what? about the dude who plays nibbler <laughs> i don't even know what nibbler is so nibbler is this arcade game uh, and it was the first game that they you know they allocated a couple of extra bits to recording an extra score number so it could go up to a billion points 
and most of the other games could only go up to like a million points or something. And so uh, oh, back in yeah, the 80s, they went to try and get the uh, the first billion point score, which Nibbler, once you learn all the patterns and stuff, there's only like, it's kind of like Pac-Man, but it's Snake. You can't run it into your own tail and you get longer. Um, but there's only like four mazes, so you can memorize all of them. And he gets faster, but then eventually he caps out. And so you can, it's not, it doesn't end up being a very hard game, but it ends up taking like 48 hours of straight play to get there. Yeah. And then, I'm saying uh, that the current world record, it looks like uh, over 87 hours of continuous that's play. That's too long. That's, just, that's just much too long. You, you, I mean, you're, you're, you're starting to get to the, to the level where you're like, are you going to die before you die in the game? Because that's not safe, <laughs> is it? No, it's Fair. not. You should be doing that. Do, is, are you allowed to work in shifts with other players? That would no. be good. I guess, I guess, yeah. Never mind then. There's a, there's a documentary on Netflix about it. It's called Man vs. Snake. It's quite good. Hmm. Oh, I I watched I watched a, I watched a movie called Man vs Snake, but it was a very different movie. It was a porno. Ah, yes. one of those, really a nudie good. film. Thanks, guys. Thanks for hearing out my joke. You can subscribe <laughs> to me on Twitter at Pizza Shoots for more of that more of there's more where that came from. In front of a live mm-hmm. audience. Yep, that's why you could hear nothing but deadly silence. Cause <laughs> it was such a such a good joke. I guess it doesn't really matter for Final Fantasy XV to have a very big, uh, to seem that in-depth, because part of their goal of it was for it to be for, like, people who hadn't played, uh, Final Fantasy before. Yep, they tell you, they tell you at the start every time you open it up. Exactly, it says, for fans and (laughs) first-timers. Which is a really weird thing to have at the start of your game every time. But they had, like, it was because they... They'd, like, dug down too deep into Final Fantasy and people didn't want it anymore, so they wanted to make it a lot more uh, accessible. And they spent a very long time and a very much large amount of money to do it. I hope it, it seems like it paid off. Me. Apparently it did. I hope it, apparently it did it really well, so... Yeah, well, hopefully we'll have more Final Fantasies like that. Have you been playing much else, Kevin? No. I've been, I've been playing, like, some old PSP games. Every now and then, oh, yeah. so after, because I finished Final Fantasy, I went on a big, uh, kind of, sh- where's another Final Fantasy I can play, um, and then I got the thing, I never had a PSP, and so every, every, like, a year, I'm like, oh, it's time for me to get a PSP, and I'll play all the PSP games, <laughs> um, and I haven't got a PSP, but I've been playing some uh patapon on my raspberry pi 3 and patapon's uh, all right yeah i only started playing it today i got i've got um patapon i got loco roco and uh some final fantasy stuff i don't remember what it is but mm. yeah apart from that that's about it i'm waiting i'm waiting patiently for my uh I was like, oh, I don't need a switch because I'll wait until I can get uh, a dev kit switch. And then everyone was enjoying Breath of the Wild, and then I was remembered, oh, I, I don't have to get a switch if I want to play Breath of the Wild, I can get it on Wii U. And so I ordered it, you and can. I'm uh, been painstakingly waiting for it to arrive. <laughs> 
Oh, don't don't worry, mate. It's shit. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Yes, don't play it. I'm just kidding, everyone. Don't message me on Twitter, please. <laughs> um, cool, Kevin. Actually, uh, along with your little PSP anecdote, I went and picked myself up an Xbox 360. A friend lent it to me because I never had one. And uh, I've been playing the classics. I've been playing Alan Wake, which isn't very mm-hmm. good, and uh, Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey. A bunch of weird JRPGs <laughs> that, like, uh, for some reason were only released on Xbox 360 and will never be released on anything else ever. But uh, I didn't want to talk about them too much. I was just, just thought I'd mention them. I'll, maybe I'll talk about them next time. <coughs> Max, are you coughing? Are you all right? Uh, uh, oh... Have you got okay. that? Have you got that? The Russians. Have you got that copy mm. of uh, Pod Racer stuck down your throat? Mm, I think it's one of the gherkins. <laughs> now we need. Now we need to make that the thumbnail so people know what we're talking about. I took that from a subreddit that's called. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you actually took that photo. No, no, that that was not my dinner. I wish that was your dinner. Uh, I don't know. Let's give a yeah, quick description too, of it. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll probably put it on the page at somewhere, but uh, it's a picture that Max found of. You know why? Why don't you why don't you talk about it, Kevin? All right. So it's got uh, <laughs> so we've got a plate. It's a pretty standard mm-hmm. set out for a meal. We got a plate. We got a uh, knife and fork, but also a hammer. Um, yes. A can of monster. And something in yeah. See, see, see. The, the the monster is why I thought Max. This was Max's uh, doing because he loves monsters. He does love that. a monster energy drink. Uh, a jar I of something. Get, I only get green monster though. That's um. Oh so, shit! I forgot. Sorry, mate. <laughs> that's Gronk monster, named after Rob Gronkowski, the wide receiver from the New England Patriots. <laughs> okay. Good. This raises more questions. You know, you know your monster history. Um, and on the yeah. plate the is uh, kind of a burger that's just got cheese and gherkins in it, uh, some gummy worms, uh, some uh, it appears to be dank nugs of marijuana, and uh, <laughs> Star Wars Pod Racer for the Nintendo 64. See, yeah, that dude. should have been the tell, if anything. I don't own a 64. <laughs> I didn't even see the weed there. I was too yeah. busy looking at everything I else. Didn't, I didn't notice it until I uh, closely inspected it just then. Also, like a wow. jar of what looks like really dark brown, yellow water or something. Um, it looks like some sort of juice. I don't it's, know. It says something sausage on it. <laughs> That's oh, not a good no. sign. I want to yeah. hear about the new Zelda. Tell me. Well, you have to wait because Max's turn next. <sighs> leaving you all with bated breath. I'm just going to spoil a bit of it. I've heard it's terrible. I've heard it's <laughs> yeah, really, it really bad. We already did this joke. Oh, next. Next point. Next yeah. topic. I've heard Listen, it's... if you're gonna have an if you're gonna have an attitude, then I'm not going to talk about it. All Look, right? I'm just trying to keep the 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 cast on track. All right. This all right. is a quality. I'm the host. This is a quality podcast. Let's keep talking about weed and Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer for Nintendo sixty four and <laughs> Gronk Monster. And speaking Gronk of Monster, speaking of Gronk Monster, I've been playing a bit of Star Wars Battlefront. 
um, the new one. I actually got the old one. Like, I've got Star Wars Battlefront 2 in a humble bundle ages ago, and I really struggled to get it working on my PC. And I found out that the only way to get it working was to plug a microphone in when you launched it. <laughs> just one of those weird PC things. It works every time. <laughs> um, but Battlefront 2015 is a very different game to that game. Well, in some ways it's not. Um, I picked it up because it was on sale. When they launched, they didn't have a lot of content in the base game, and they had a lot of DLC that was all very expensive. And I eventually, on Xbox One, they had it for all cheap. I had to wait until it was on Xbox One for cheap because... I just don't think a lot of people will be playing it on PC anymore. Um, so I yeah, pe- yeah. Every everyone knows everyone migrates to the Xbox One when games get sold. Well, so if I had a PS4, console. I'm sure more people would be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been playing that. Even then, like a lot of the DLC maps and stuff, which all look kind of cool, no one is really playing them. Um, oh yeah, it's weird because. because if it's a multiplayer game with all that downloadable stuff, if the other people don't have it, you don't get to play it. Yeah, it's, that's a weird one, isn't it's it? It's so frustrating because, I mean, you know, it's EA. They own Titanfall with the original Titanfall about, you know, a year and a half, two years after release. They just made all the DLC maps free so everyone could play them. But with this, n- no, they can't. They've got to keep making their money. Even though no one is playing the Rogue One Sarif map, which I did actually get to play today, and it was not that good. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it it was weird. So, like, the actual base game is a weird game. It feels like a really stripped-down battlefront. I mean, a battlefield. Um, Yeah. There's no sort of... There's no things like weapon customization, classes, medics... um, Everything is, you know, all the vehicles and heroes are sort of strewn around the map randomly in this sort of weird gamey way. You know, you'll see a shimmering icon, you run through it, and suddenly you've got a rocket launcher. Um, and then, yeah, the, you know, even with the DLC, it's all pretty, like, stripped down and weird. Like, you pay 15 bucks for, you know, a Bespin map, which seems like that really... I'm Like, I'm not one of the sort of people that complains about the amount of content in a game, but, like, it really seems like that sort of thing should have been in the base game rather than sold separately. Um, Looks very pretty whenever I've seen the game. Yeah, well, I think this is how I felt about the beta before. I played some I played some more because uh, it was at a, someone's house when I was house-sitting. But it, yeah, it's it's a very it's very much cares about looking like Star Wars more than it does about feeling like Star Wars. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think you know after playing it, I was assured of the fact that in the sort of post Disney acquisition era, this still the best Star Wars video game is Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which I also <laughs> played and really enjoyed. It's been a while since I played a Lego <laughs> game, um, but. Mm. Yeah, this it, it does look a lot like Star Wars, and I think it's that's almost to its detriment. The um, Endor map sticks out to me because it's so you know vivid, and it has you know it looks exactly like the California redwoods where, um, you know, and en- the Endor scenes were shot. 
you know, it has these big trees, dappled light, ferns swaying in the wind. It all looks really amazing. But the problem is that that doesn't necessarily make a very good level. And the amount of information that it's giving you visually is too much, I feel like. So it's really hard to tell at a glance what is actually going on on the battlefield and whether you're being flanked or not. Um, and it has this horrible sort of motion blurring effect that happens when you turn, which means you're disinclined to turn. So everyone just ends up getting flanked a lot. Which just like real it's, life. It's this weird game of like, you know, in, in Battlefield, there's these sort of set lines of where you know it's safe and you point your gun in the right direction and wait for someone to pop up their head and shoot. And occasionally you'll get flanked. But in this, it's like everybody runs around like a madman and just shoots. And people have been <laughs> running around in these crazy patterns. Like, it, it just makes no sense. And it's sort of amplified by the fact that it seems like most people who play the game aren't very good at the game. Which is something I haven't really experienced in a community before. Um, especially with people who are remaining with the game, you know, a year and a half out from its release. Usually it'd be whittled down to the best, most dedicated players, but instead it seems like, I think because of the Star Wars brand name and the sort of simplified gameplay, it's, it, it appeals to casual, more casual shooter fans and Star Wars fans and kids because yeah. it's very yeah. simple to grasp. Um and and then uh, the other thing I noticed with the DLC is a big kerfuffle when they launched was that there's no space battles. There's no space battles. The, the original one had space battles. And um, I didn't understand that because I think maybe I played the original one more recently than other people, but the space battles in that are really bad. And in the DLC, they actually it brought out space battles. So the Seraph map, which is the tie-in to Rogue One, it's like a has an interesting three-stage... Um, sort of battle that happens and where one of the stages is in space and you're out there flying around in TIE fighters and X-Wings and it, it's, it looks really cool but it's just terrible like there's no aim to it at all it's mind-numbing and it... yeah it's just to be there I, yeah. I guess the space battles sort of feel they, they uh, sort of the idea is that, that it feels very Star Wars the, this idea of like a you know, you'd be in space with these these big ships that you have to take over or whatever the objective is. And, and I feel like whenever I think of Star Wars, there's always a lot of shit going on. Like, uh, ideally, you would want the space battles to be just like, oh, air battles are just popping off all over the place. Everyone's in spaceships and just... Yeah. It's, it's all haphazard, you know? Maybe that they just like the, the core idea of what a space battle is from the original Battlefront, even if it doesn't play as well. I've well, played, I I played a bunch of Star Wars Battlefield 2, and I loved the uh, the space battles in that, because you can... The aim of them was always to take out the like enemy capital ship, and one of the things yeah, you could do yeah. was fly a ship into their hangar and then get out and then like sabotage it from the inside, and I could do that all day. I love that. Yeah, see, that was cool, but I think the problem with these space battles is mechanically how you drive a ship you have pretty limited options and everything's very delicate like a couple of shots from an x-wing to a tie fighter will kill it so you end up sort of just driving around locking onto people shooting as much as you can until you get shot yourself and that's basically the game um uh, the other thing i've been playing is 
I replayed another old game, Batman Arkham Asylum. Um, I think that's right. That's the yeah, Atari Twenty Six Hundred, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. No, I well, I just saw it on my Steam library uninstalled, and I thought I could actually go for that. And I think this might actually be one of the best games that I've played. Which is funny because I I played it a couple of years ago and I I I liked it just fine, but playing it the second time around, I think like wow, this this has so many you know elements that it's so hard to not appreciate. Like has an amazing atmosphere. It has a sort of pace that's so steady and consistent and interesting it keeps you know introducing new elements and new things to play around with um and new characters and story beats at such a good pace it you know reminds me of how people speak about half-life 2 um and and just the, the the incredible like thick atmosphere of the asylum you know do you guys do you guys have fond memories of this game or yeah, I, I really I really liked Asylum a lot. Um, I think uh, I kind of want to pick up the... Uh, it's on sale now, the collection uh, for PS4. It's got Arkham City and Arkham Asylum. And I only watched Kevin play City, so that'll be fun to go back to as well. But I, I was just playing... Uh, I played Shadow of Mordor recently. Uh, yeah. And that game's very similar to, to Arkham Asylum and yep. all the Arkham series, the Batman games. Uh, one thing I really didn't like about it is that there didn't feel like there was much to the uh, encounters when it came to stealth. It very much felt like, oh, I can just come down and stab this guy if he's alone. Uh, yeah. With Batman, like once you learn how to play the game, it, it got uh, much less easy because like you had to keep jumping from uh, pillar to pillar because the guys would be on the lookout there and they would break them and stuff like that. So yeah. you couldn't just hide away. You had to yeah. keep being on the move. They were really well designed, especially considering it was sort of the first of its kind there. And, and that's something I always really appreciated about the uh, encounter design in particular in Arkham Asylum. Uh, Kevin, you're a big Arkham, you're a big Batman boy. I played like all games, of them. Don't you? I loved all of them. I liked the story and all of them. Um, it's because they have like just Batman characters in it. <laughs> it's like. Every ten minutes, like, oh shit, it's that guy, it's Kite Man. Here he is. <laughs> See what I really liked about um going back to Asylum after playing City and then playing a bit of um Night oh, and Origins. I think I played most of Origins. Um, was just how much sense plot-wise everyone, you know, you know, like they bring in Poison Ivy and it makes sense that Poison Ivy's there because the Titan has infected the plants and so she's, you know, and Harley lets her out and, you know, all these things that sort of like really work together as a sort of self-contained plot like they could, you know, this story makes a lot of sense. I, it, I actually went on to play, well, to start Arkham City straight after and it's really interesting um maybe from like even a game design perspective the things that they change right away like they obviously do a lot of sort of um uh like polishing of the mechanics the combat feels and looks really good compared to asylum and the sort of just the traversal stuff is really good and they really blow out the sort of mechanics for um just sort of, you know, you get Catwoman, you get, um, what's his name, Robin and Nightwing and all those. But I think, I almost feel like the lack of focus is to their detriment, really. Um, 
you know, the, the environment is much bigger, the character cast is much bigger, but I think I really like Asylum because it's such a small, self-contained thing and everything is so tight about it. I remember me and Kevin used to argue about this a little bit. Um, I would, because I, I, I didn't play City, but I argued that I, I think I liked Asylum a bit better just because it was a more more concentrated sort of experience to me. Uh, I, I think you're going to get that no matter what you do with the sequel because they certainly did a really good job with Asylum, uh, 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 City. Yep. You know, yep. they just made everything bigger and better, and and that's most of the time how a sequel should be. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it's just sort of diminishing returns with that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I, I But something I never really observed that, that you bring up an interesting point is the idea of the uh, a much thicker sort of atmosphere, uh, a much... It, it felt kind of more scary. It, it's a little spooky, the asylum. I remember uh, when I was a kid, when I first played it, uh, the TV room with the jokers with the TVs on their heads scared the yeah. shit out of me because I thought some <laughs> shit was going to pop up and... Uh, it kind of eventually does at the end, which is a fun surprise. Yeah. But, My uh, favorite one is yeah. Origins, the one made by a different studio that everyone Oh, hates. yeah? Why do, you like, why do you like that one, mate? I like it because the story isn't a big, um, important, here's what the Joker's doing today story. It's just kind of, you're just kind of Batman, and you're here, and you're going to do a lot of things that aren't the big... You know, they wouldn't be in a Batman movie, but they'd be in a Batman comic. Like, Batman's going to go, and he's going to deal with a Mr. Freeze today, and it's not going to yeah. be the end of the world. It's just going to be day-to-day Batman stuff. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. I never even saw much of Origins, so it, it would be cool to go back to that as well. I know Rocksteady denounced that shit as, like, this isn't... This is not a true sequel, that kind of thing, you know? <laughs> it also had a really good... It had a really good, um... DLC pack that really reminded me of like 90s action figures for Batman because <laughs> Batman Batman has to fight like Dr. Freeze and so they just take a bunch of environments and they put all this snow on them and they give Batman this like new suit that has thermal gloves on it and that's exactly the kind of thing that you would see a bunch of action <laughs> figures about. Uh, my favorite is actually Arkham VR. Yeah, oh, good choice. Uh, be, you know, because you see <laughs> Alfred right in front of you, and you're like, he's there. He, he's he's in there. Real life. He's really there. I can caress his face. That, that is actually. Uh, I, I, I killed. I, like I killed the Joker. I did what you could <laughs> never do. <laughs> you make. Mate, you're, Mark, you're making Michael Caine sound like he's more of a caveman than a... Than a... <laughs> this is my favourite This is my favorite thing, uh, is just the idea that... The idea that Michael Caine, as Alfred, killed the Joker and he's confessing to Batman and he's really upset about it. It's like his hands are shaking. <laughs> I did it. I rang his bloody neck past away. <laughs> I, he was in the cell and I, I just had it up. He kept making fun of me. And I had enough, Master Wayne. Oh, those innocent lives, Master Wayne. Someone had to do it. <laughs> and it was me. <laughs> he hangs himself. Oh my god. He might. Alfred, no. Alfred, Michael Caine's Alfred takes this shit seriously. He won't bury what another up? member of the Wayne family, okay? 
Uh, when I, I was still a young boy when I first saw The Dark Knight, and uh, you know the what's the name of the Morgan Freeman character in that? Lucius, Lucius Fox. Fox. Okay, so I didn't know much about uh, Batman. I just knew Batman had a, had a butler. I was like, oh, there's Michael Caine as the butler, and then Lucius Fox would be in a scene. I'd be like, wait a second, why is Michael? Ca- why is Alfred Black now? <laughs> are, there, are there two Alfreds, and they're just two different ethnicities? Yeah, there's just there's just two butlers that both named Alfred. Yeah, Christopher Nolan decided to go weirdly psychological, and he's like, "Oh, Alfred doesn't actually exist. He's just however, <laughs> however Batman perceives his butler." That's like <laughs> um, changes. You know that episode of Atlanta where Justin Bieber turns up, and it's like it's no. this young black man. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't they don't really explain it at all. They just sort of, you know, put it out there. Have I said this on the cast before? I don't no, think yeah, so. No, you haven't. Okay. I'm not sure if my last cast Atlanta had, had even come out. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I also... I Lu- talking about Lucius Fox reminds me of... Uh, I just f- finished watching uh, the first season of Gotham. Which I love very much because <laughs> of the same reason that I like the stories for the Arkham games. Because it's just like, oh, here's Kite Man again. <laughs> but this time we're going to try and make it seem like he's serious and it's all real. Uh, but in the last episode of this, <laughs> like they're trying, to, they're trying to get as much as they can out of... Here's, here's what Bruce Wayne is doing before he goes off to train to become Batman. So they're trying to introduce as much Batman stuff as they can without him actually being Batman. And at the end of the last episode, he meets Lucius Fox for the first time, who gives him some obscure hint, uh, and he discovers the Batcave, which apparently was there the whole time. Oh, hell yeah. I remember I watched an episode of that with you, Kevin, and it was fucking hilarious. Yep, it's some, very good. Some particular, I mean, there's the, there is actual good stuff about it that I really liked, uh, especially in, in in like a sort of comic book context. I think it it does a pretty good job. But there was some stuff in there that was just yeah, laughable, especially for for like a golden age TV. Yeah, like era a serious, like just... a very serious TV show. I love the penguin yeah, got, in it because yeah. the penguin is such a little shit, and he's so pathetic. But you know he isn't going to die, and he's eventually going to become a big deal. But in all the in all the time, in like every scene that he's in, he's always just like weaseling his way just out of something. It's really good. Mm. Speaking you were gonna of, say something, Max? I was going to say, speaking of laughable, um, how's Breath of the Wild? Everyone says it yeah. sucks, I hear. Yeah, it's a poopy game. What what is this Zelda? <laughs> Baby's game. Uh it's it's cool, man. Uh let, let me talk well, I got a pre order. I, I went to the midnight release, I went off and went hung around with some some old nerd nerd nerdies for a couple of hours and we all picked up our switches and left and we all got lost in the the shopping mall because we didn't know which way to go. <laughs> Good. And uh, uh, and they were turning the lights out and it was really scary. That would be a uh, good setup for a movie. Yeah. 
No, that, actually, uh, the, the whole Nintendo Switch thing was, was a trap, and they're going to kill all the Nintendo fans, quarantine them, and gas them. <laughs> and the small... Uh, yeah, so the Switch is cool. I like it. There's not many games for it, other than Breath of the Wild, really. Uh, that Master Switch? Blaster... Yeah, 1-2 Switch. I, I yeah. saw that. Uh, yeah, that Master awesome. Blaster... No, come on, man. It's like 1-2 right. Switch looks good. But uh, it's also like seventy bucks Australian, which is a bit what? much to ask for a party game. You yeah, serious? you know it should. It kind of should be a pack-in. It should, <laughs> you know? yeah. It probably. I should thought it. Be a I was bundle. thinking like thirty at the most. No, nope. 30, 30 would be at least reasonable. But no one's gonna buy that at sixty dollars. No one's gonna. Unless buy you're it. blind. I hear it's good for yeah. blind people. Yeah, that, that, see that 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 was a cool story. That made me happy. Yeah. Like, oh, you can play this game blind. I'm uh, never but... gonna spend sixty dollars on something that I'll spend most of my time drunk with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not worth it. There it's like go, buying alcohol switch. at sixty dollars when you can just get a goon bag for five dollars. <laughs> Look, taste. Max. I'll get a I'll get a copy of One Two Switch, and we can r- write it off as a business expense <laughs> for research would, purposes. Uh, it, it sounds like see, like I would actually buy One Two Switch if I was coming down to Melbourne around you guys, so we could all play it. Because that that seems like a context where yeah, it would be really fun, mate. I'd uh, put in for One Two Switch if you're gonna do that. <laughs> actually, I'd just bring I absinthe. Thought... Okay. Do that as well. It's the official beverage um, of One Two Switch. <laughs> it's on the box, officially <laughs> licensed. Uh, um, okay, Breath of the Wild, right, guys? Yeah. It's Zelda. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It's what? now it's big and open world. You can go to that mountain over there that you see, like Skyrim, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually really cool. The idea, so, okay, so what they've done is that they've made an open world game, they've, instead of just making the regular old Zelda that was getting very boring, they decided, oh, we're going to learn a little bit from other open world games, and we're going to implement it here with our own little Nintendo spin on it, and what they've done is really interesting in that you've got this big old world, and you've got towers that you climb like a Far Cry, but Mm -hmm. what I really like about it is, it, it feels, the world feels huge, um, because there's no little map, there's not many map icons on there. The only map icons are like some towns you go to, shrines that you find, basically everything that you find. There's no like pre-existing stuff that's just like, oh, you get a tower and then immediately it fills up with shit you need to do. Uh, instead, you got to find that shit. And that would sound bad, but uh, it's really impressive how they've made the world. It's not like a Skyrim or something like that where... Uh, you know, the world's huge, but if you go in this... Like, it, it, it's huge, but there's not much to do sometimes. Uh, like, you just go in a direction, it's like, oh, this is just a this is just a field. There's not nothing here but skeletons. Uh, uh, in Zelda, they do a really good job of making it feel like beyond every hill, it's just like, oh, there's some shit over there. What is that? And, like, if you, like, climb a mountain, it's not like, oh, there's nothing at the top of this mountain. There's always going to be some shit to see at the top of the mountain. Or, if there isn't, you can just get your telescope out and it's like, oh, I see a bunch of shit from atop this mountain. So, wherever you go, it never feels like you're wasting time. Which seems really smart in, like, a big, vast open world that, where every, like, it feels like you move quite slowly because you do. Uh, especially when you're climbing stuff, you do move quite gradually, and uh, sometimes you have to stop for breaks and like 
it, it makes it feel more like it's like it like it's actually like a big epic journey that you're going on and you, you're just traveling this vast world and uh there's a lot of shit to say and you're just finding weird stuff uh i it's it's cool it is a cool video game with a lot of cool neat ideas and it's it's i i can't say how anyone would dislike it really um there are some some of the regular Zelda stuff is like oh here's some dungeons, and uh one of the main things in it is that uh you get these little shrines that are peppered across the world, and basically what these shrines are is that they're like tiny mini dungeons where it's just like oh here's a here's a gimmick or here is a uh basically a mechanic from the game, uh and it's just a series of puzzles and then they reward you at the end. And you just find them all over the world. And then uh, they reward you with these little orbies that uh, you can either spend to get more heart containers or get more stamina. So you can climb stuff or sprint for longer. Um, and, and that feels really good because sometimes you get bogged down in like a long Zelda dungeon, which they have a few long Zelda dungeons, but not too many. It's just like, this is quick, in and out, done. And it's not like you can get to one and be like, oh, I don't have the thing for it because... Uh, every single one of those dungeons, you immediately have everything you need. It's just a matter of figuring out what you have to do. Sometimes it's more difficult uh, or more complex. Uh, it's it's cool. Uh, do you guys have any questions about Zelda <laughs> uh, that I can answer? Um, how's that you the know? having like weapons and they break stuff? Uh, it's it's great. Uh, I hate weapons that break. Um, it's dumb, but here it's just like, oh, I've got like a ton of weapons and they all break, but basically every time you fight a series of enemies, they'll drop some shit that's a weapon that's either better or worse than what you have, but you're just always picking up weapons. So it's not a big deal. Okay. Basically. Like just, just everywhere you go, it's just like weapon after weapon. You'll never run out of weapons. I haven't, I haven't at all. It's just like it'll, some shit will break and you just leave stuff in your inventory that's more powerful for when you're fighting something bigger or worse yeah uh, and, and and it feels like i've never played dark souls but i feel like i understand dark souls a little bit better after this because you can just be you can just go into an area and be like oh what's this way and then i just get my fucking ass beat by a bunch of bad boys that are over there and it's like oh well guess i'm not going back over there for a few hours huh and then, but then later on, I go back there. And it's just like this is this is easy. Look at how strong I am now, and I can power through there and find some cool shit. It's great. And uh, I also uh, there's some some like tougher battles if you're not well equipped, but you can still take them. So I fought this big bad boy that I think I was meant to stealth through because he was able to kill me in one hit, but I managed to kill him, and I felt like the damn king of the world. It was great. Uh, it's it's a cool. Is the breath of the wild? <laughs> it looks how it much? Looks so cool. How much like Zelda it, it, is in it? What do you mean? The, how much the woman? of Princess Zelda? Okay, so it seems like a lot of the game is actually told through flashbacks. So one of the main quest objectives that I'm doing at the moment that you get fairly early on, so this isn't spoilers, is that you are given photos. You get a camera, and on the camera is photos of areas throughout Hyrule, and you're like, oh. These are areas that are, are around that you can actually find. It's like, oh, Link, you have to go to these areas and then press A because there'll be a little glowy light. And it's just like, oh, that, that this is the area from that photo. And then you recall a memory, which is basically a voiced cutscene. 
Um, and that's where you find out what happened before you fell asleep, uh, like a hundred years ago or whatever. And that's where most of most of the the cutscenes are, and where most of the Zelda is. So, uh, what was I trying to say? Oh no, I've lost my train of thought. Oh jeez. Oh shit. Uh, fuck. So Zelda's a um, hundred oh, years old. So Zelda's a hundred years old. She's an old lady. She's disgusting. No, <laughs> she's not. I, I don't know. Apparently, she's somewhere in Ganon's castle or some shit. I don't know. But uh. It, it, you would think that uh, finding these areas is it would be a hassle because it's like, oh, where is that? This world is huge. But actually, it's not that bad because in a lot of stables, you'll meet this guy. He's your buddy. He's this dude who likes to paint. Uh, he's got a canvas. Uh, and, and he says, oh, I hope you find some stuff. But he doesn't mark it on your map. He just says, oh, I know that place. It's like southwest from here or That's something like cool. that. And yeah, and it's like, so it feels like an old Zelda and that... They just ever no one marks anything on your map other than like some mites, a little bit of main quest stuff. It's just you trying to decipher where shit is, mm. like based on the world. It, like it feels like you're in. It, it, it's more immersive. It's way more immersive that way. Yeah, it's something I, love I really that. appreciate. That sounds great. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. Also, uh, I've completed my map, and it says the name of islands, and one of the islands is called Tingle Island. I'm so fucking excited, guys. <laughs> Good. I can't wait to see what's on Tingle Island. I hope there's a bunch of tingles. Or maybe now that it's 100 years later, they're all dead. It's very depressing. I don't know. I guess I'll find out. You can't kill Tingle. But yeah, no, nothing can kill Tingle except for uh, crippling depression. Uh, no, he's always happy. Tingle's yeah, what's happy the deal? Like, because Tingle, Tingle is there, like, multiple times. Well, we'd have to get deeper into the Zelda timeline here. I, I don't know what Tingle is. He's like Maybe. a family? Maybe. I mean, he has his own island. Maybe it's a cult, like Scientology. It's like Scientology. <laughs> so there's like, it's maybe it's like how there's like Ganon and Zelda and Link, and then there's a secretly uh, Tingle as well. Mm-hmm. It's like Bioshock. There's always a Link, a Zelda, and a Tingle. <laughs> He's he's actually the one that's tying it all together. We find out it's not Zelda, Link, or Ganon. It's actually Tingle. He's like the Lutesses behind the scenes, <laughs> keeping it all going. Um, but yeah, I really like it, and I'm excited to play more of it. Uh, but you know what else I'm excited about that I just started playing today? What Bomberman? Bomberman? Ah, interest. What? The the Bomberman for the Switch. No. Oh, that, that, <laughs> well, you that t- does you not t- look good. You're upset at me for not guessing. Now you're upset at me for guessing. No, no, I, I just didn't play Bomberman. That looks okay. like fun. I don't know. But it is near Automata, which came out ah. today in Australia. Ah, rabbits. Uh, anyone that... Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Max. I don't mean that. What, what are they? Me Isn't like... that the one with the robots and the anime girls? It's like a classic Jace game. I thought you were yeah, sh- <laughs> yeah, that's why I told you to shut up. It's because I knew you were going to go this route with it, you fucking <laughs> asshole. Like, oh yeah, Jace the anime boy, here he is with his anime art games. Yeah, I mean, you're right. So it's a sequel to Nier, which is, uh, of course I like Nier. Look at me. Just look at pictures of me. I like Nier. I'm... But it's okay. 
I've got now. Now we're gonna talk. Okay, I'll, this I'll is serious. It to Breath of the Wild. Serious time, guys. So Nier is also an open world game, but imagine that with platinum style movement and action. Ugh. So it feels cool to. It, it's kind of different from uh, sort of a Breath of the Wild in that Breath of the Wild doesn't like feel particularly great with its mechanics, but it really works in the context of how the how everything else plays around it. Um. So, like, the action feels very Zelda. Everything about that feels very uh, how Zelda always plays. Uh, when the action here is, is obviously platinum style, so it's very, you know, sort of fast and, and feels very tight as well. Um, but the way... I'm not going to go extensively into Nier, especially because people are probably going to start playing that now that this is out. And you should, because this is a sequel. It feels very much like a sequel in some ways, even if... Uh, it's not directly tied in some ways. Did you play but, uh, the first one? I did. I love that game. That's a long game. Uh, That's a bit of a slog. It sure is. Oi. <laughs> you listen to me. Oi, mate. All right. Here's, here's where I'm going to get all, all academic on you boys. Because <laughs> Nier, is, uh, Nier feels like it's meant to be a slog. It feels like it's meant to be like really sort of repetitive fetch quests and and sort of typical sort of action fantasy game because it want, it tries to defy your expectations with that it tries to set a foundation and then completely goes the other way with it like over halfway through the game and that's when you figure out oh this game's actually really brilliant uh and that that's the really cool thing about near it's kind of sort of repetitive due to its nature yeah which cool. is a, an interesting concept uh, even if it doesn't play that well obviously this game plays great because it's, it's made by Platinum, so it's very sharp. It feels nice. But uh, the thing with uh, a correlation with both of these Nier games is that uh, they feel like homages to a lot of other games. So uh, Yoko Taro, who's the developer, oh, the writer and designer for Nier and Nier Automata, he said his favorite games are Ico and Ikaruga. And you can see that because the shit art style looks like Ico. And it's got, like, big bullet health bullets in it, despite them being sort of action games. And so, this game's inspired by, like, bullet hells, Zelda, uh, open world shit, modern, uh, platinum stuff, obviously. Um, and, and, like, even down to, like, little things. Like, right now I'm in a desert area, I just kind of started the game. And it's basically... If you play Journey, you know how you can slide down the hills in uh, in the desert in Journey? You're yeah. like, wee, yeah. I'm sliding. Uh, Nier does that in almost the same way. And it's like, oh, it, it doesn't feel like it's copying it because it feels like more like, oh, th- he played Journey. <laughs> 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 he, he was directly, uh, he's just like, oh, I like Journey. This is really fun in Journey, so I'm going to put it in my game. That's sort of what it feels <laughs> like here, is that he's just sort of, gone fucking climb the tree and just picked a bunch of different fruit and then put it in a basket uh which is an <laughs> anime basket and just kind of dumped it all in there and uh has made a beautiful soup of, of, anim- of anime soup it's uh, <laughs> i haven't played enough to really get an idea for what the narrative's like in near has like a super super cool story so people should everyone play near uh but uh, I'm hoping I got high hopes, and right now it plays really well, and I'm excited to play more after I finish recording this. And so was yeah. was the first one done by different people? Okay, so the first one was made by Caviar, I believe, 
who made, they basically just made a bunch of licensed games, like One Piece and shit like that, just to okay. get by. Uh, but they also made Guard for the PS2, and Dragonguard 3 for the PS3. They made a few, like, weird experimental games that had Yoko Taro at the helm as designer and scenario writer. Uh, and they made Nier. Uh, and Nier didn't play especially well, but uh, they went under after Nier was made, because Nier made no money. Uh, <laughs> and Platinum... I think it, it, Nier was published by Square Enix as well, as is the Dragonguard games. So they outsourced it to Platinum, but Yoko Taro is still the, the main designer and writer of it. So it's like... Cool. It's, uh, it's fateful, which is nice. But yeah, it looks it, it's it's cool. People should pick it up so this one makes money, so they can make more cool games. It feels like of, a, uh, it feels like it will. I've heard a lot about it. It's it's really cool. There's a lot uh, of buzz. It, it, yeah, one thing you, you know, J- Japanese developers, listen to me, okay? Learn English, then listen to this. What I'm about to say to you. You don't have to have as many many sexy bums all the time in video games. You, you don't have to... The character, when you're moving forward, they tilt the camera down and you can just you can just see her butt all the time. <laughs> just 24-7. The skirt, the skirt flips up just as you're running a brisk jog and it's nothing but... Nothing but... Rear. Is that real and life? I don't... Works? No, it's n- no, mate. How do you walk? <laughs> I don't. Wa- <laughs> Gets around on a rascal scooter. Yeah. Um. But one cute little detail is that if you try to um, if you try to look up her skirt, she pushes the camera away. Like, stop it. Uh, <laughs> which uh, I I didn't do that from from experience. I just know that from from reviews. <laughs> I didn't do it. I promise. <laughs> Nia Don't one. arrest me. Nia one is the one with the moonhead guy, right? Yes. Also, Yoko Taro does not like showing his face in interviews, so he wears one of the moonheads to oh, every, most yeah. interviews and and uh, press conferences. Oh yeah, okay. that, that which is pretty funny. E three thing a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, that was him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, He's just a shy boy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, so that's my review of Nier. My first, like, hour playing Nier. So those are the old video games. There's a lot of cool video games that are, like, open world. I haven't played Horizon, but I've heard a lot of cool things about it. Yeah. Um, which also came out around the same time. Another yeah, where game just flooded. Just not available to me. Uh, everybody's coming out on the Switch or the PS4. It's coming out on the, the PS4, yes. I oh. forgot that was an exclusive. Listen, don't, mate, don't just... worry. You've got ha- you got Halo. I got Halo Wars yeah. 2. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. yeah. I don't Love like yeah, Halo, Halo Wars 2, hey. I didn't even mm. like the first one all that much, and I like Halo. You're going to pl- play Halo Wars 2, and you're going to enjoy it, all right? Thank you. You're gonna play Halo and you're gonna like it. It's like it's like a dad who's taking his kid to McDonald's. He doesn't <laughs> want to go to McDonald's. He wants to go to KFC. Hey Kevin. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know that um that Star Wars Diablo game, the action RPG that was on the phone. Like we were pl- you were yes. playing like when we first started this. 
That's gone, man. Yes. Yeah, it got shut down because people didn't play it. I've been on a Star Wars kick lately, and I was like, oh, that sounds perfect. Just get that. And nah, I had to Google it, and it was like, nah, this thing's gone. Yeah, it's a real bummer. That still weirds me out. Like, that game, that games can just go away. Yeah, this, this, there's an age that we live in where, um, publishers, if a game is not making enough money, they will just make it disappear. And there's, there will, there's people who would have spent thousands of dollars on that game, and it's just gone. They can't even access it. Nope. Um, so That's... do we, can we have a quick break before we go on to... Job? Yeah, absolutely. Thingo? We're going to have a break. We'll be right back. Once Max takes his little, it changes his diaper. I gotta go to the bathroom. I had one too many Canadian clubs. Mm. It's a classic Max Feel problem. Free, mate. <laughs> back in a second. Go ahead. Me and Kevin, we'll, we'll talk about amongst ourselves. Um... Yeah, I, I, I've been playing the Dead Space games, uh, and I heard good things about the iOS uh, one. It was an original game. I was like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll go buy that from the App Store. It's just gone. It just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I just <laughs> took it down after a few years. It seems really fucked up. It is really fucked up, but it's... it's Apple, every, every couple of years, Apple is going to update ios and it's going to make all the old stuff incompatible and people just i don't know there's just not they just don't have an interest in keeping it updated but also maybe they shouldn't have to keep it so updated so yeah have you heard about how it's just impossible to play dark spore now no what happened like uh, it, it required it, the way, its infrastructure is that it needs to be online and they just shut down the servers and nobody has found out a way to even play it when the servers are offline or if it's not connected to the internet. So it's just, it's lost. No fuck? one can play Dark Spore ever again. I think it's because, no, I think, I think it's because all the data was online. Like the shit that was needed for the game was like on their servers so that you just can't. You just can't do anything with it anymore. I wonder if the which spore is really servers crazy. are still online. Spore oh, I mean, was I so mean, Dark crazy. Spore is inherently, Dark Spore is inherently different because I mean, no one was gonna fucking play Dark Spore. <laughs> yeah, what the spore. fuck was whose idea was that? But like, still, that's <laughs> just the idea of games stopping. Just like you can't even see this anymore. Yeah. Like, Why? you could probably still make a server for the Matrix Online, but you can't play Dark Spore. <clears throat> Why did Spore go away? I feel like the first one was so big. I feel like in year seven, like, everybody had Spore. Yeah, dude. No, it didn't go away. They were going to make Dark Spore a successful sequel to Spore, and it didn't do very well because everyone realized after buying Spore that it was shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Remember, I remember Kevin told me that uh, he he was very excited about Spore in his his youth. Weren't you, Kevin? Yeah, when I was a kid, I saw a video about uh, Spore, <laughs> and it it was so exciting uh, that I made my parents sit down and watch this hour long <laughs> uh, video of someone demoing Spore. 
I mean, I don't blame you, mate. Spore's incredible. And I bought a Wii because I thought Spore was going to go on the Wii, but didn't end oh. up on the Wii. <laughs> they did say that, didn't they? Yeah, they wow. said it was going to be on there, and it didn't end up being on there. Uh, cool. And so I played a little bit on the computer, and it was not mm-hmm. very good. No. I mean, the best part about Spore ended up, like, the best part about Spore ended up being, like, just people making terrible monsters. Like yeah. a snake that just a snake just that just spells out the word fuck with its body. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's the true reason Spore exists. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's weird thinking about it now because it's just like this. It was it was a phenomenon at the time. It was one of those things that was just like, oh, everyone's talking about Spore. Maybe it yeah. killed Will Wright. Maybe that's what happened to Will Wright. Spore yeah, killed he's him. Been, he's he lives in a bunker now. <laughs> Maybe he just loves Spore too much. Maybe he's just playing Spore. <laughs> That's all he plays. Maybe he made Spore in real life, like he created life, and that's what he's doing. Ah, uh, he transcended to godhood. Yeah, that's what they do in the what is it called, the Happy Fun Club, or wherever he's at now. Who knows? What does he call it? Yeah. Well, this this podcast is dedicated to the memory. The artist formerly known as Will Wright. <laughs> <laughs> a moment of silence for him. Um, yeah, so th- those are the video games we've been playing, I guess. Um, I guess we should talk... It's been a while since I've done this. Game game of the week, right? That's what we do now, right? Game The game of the week. Oh, yeah. Which uh, Max set for us. Uh, and it was called... It's this weird little indie game. It's Doom? Doom? Is that what it's... No, I know. is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, Doom. Doom. It seems like it kind of seems like it kind of seems like it's ripping off Devil Daggers a little bit. That other game of the week <laughs> we had a few weeks ago. I feel like it innovates on some of Devil Daggers' um, premise. Mm. You know, it sort of pushes well, things out a bit. Cause De- Devil Daggers didn't have any key cards in it. No, Doom does have a lot of key cards. That to, is one thing it has a lot to of. To get Doom, it's one of those games that you can buy on Steam, but you have to download like fan patches to get it to work. Really? Yes. I got it working fine on my computer just by downloading uh, Ultimate Doom, I believe. I, I just streamed it on a website. If you oh, stream- is that bad? What do you mean you streamed it? I you mean you no, played like meant... a, just someone's web? Yeah, it's just no. He, I... he played he he played just... Twitch plays Doom. I just <laughs> played it in my browser. Yeah, that's okay. You can play it in your okay, browser if cool. you want. It's a very yeah, old the game. Hot tunes? Yeah, it is a very old game. So is it older it was... than me? How old is it? Nineteen ninety-five. I don't know. Maybe it was. It was shareware. Uh, 93, it's anyway. one year older than me. Uh, yeah, Doom. So Doom is cool. It was one of my favourite games when I was a little lad. I recommended uh, this, this so long ago, I can't really remember why I did. It's, it's fine. You can't, I remember you, you, you liked Doom, the uh, 2016 game. Oh, and like you wanted to one. go back. Yeah. 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 And uh, re-examine the first Doom. 
Uh, and I think Doom is a game that has aged decently well, despite itself, despite how old it is. Uh, it still plays fine, and, and like I kind of really like how fast it is. Just, yeah. you, can, you can fucking book it. You are so fast. <laughs> <laughs> like, one of the strategies you, you use much later in the game is just strafing at the speed of light, just shooting everywhere because there's so many fucking caco demons. There are so many caco demons. <laughs> also, I found out, uh, uh, my dad's a caco demon, actually. Did oh, you guys notice? I didn't. Yeah. That explains your horns. Yeah, it explains that I'm big and red as well. A big orb. <laughs> a big red just orb. Just hanging out in, in corridors. Mm-hmm. And shooting and I make sound. I make those like, ooh, sounds that the Kekodemons make. This game is still pretty freaky, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't scare me as much anymore, but it, the, especially the uh, the enemy sounds would always get me as a child. I'd be like, oh, there's going to be a big bunch of baddies behind that door. I don't know. I like. I know it's kind of a misnomer, but it kind of. I always associated a little bit with like '90s school shootings and stuff, which is pretty dark. <laughs> but like, I feel like it's that sort of tied together in my head. Like, yeah, what the fair fuck, enough. man. So I mean, it has it's, that extra layer of darkness. If you I guess. don't, if you don't know about it really as a game, you probably that's what you think about when you think about Doom. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know where that comes from. It comes from when everyone said that Doom was causing school shootings. It No, Max, it comes from when you used to make Doom maps of your school and you used to pretend all the, uh, all the uh, caco demons were uh, your teachers. You used to chainsaw them up. Well, how else are you going to show them that you're not a beta anymore? <laughs> oh dear. And then dear. You know what? Never mind. I'm not going to continue yeah, this joke. I'm just going to leave it right a, there. What a weird. Why did they do that? So Doom, am I right, guys? Let's not let's let's not dwell too much on the school shooting angle. Let's go straight yeah, to let's... the darkest corners of 4chan. I I feel like I, I can't really... I played this so long ago, I'm not really sure what to say about it. I know what it, to say about I, it. I played it. Um, it was the first time I played it. I found mm-hmm. it hard really? to know... Well, I like play, I hadn't played more than a couple of seconds of it. It was hard mm. to... like The combat and stuff was fun. There's lots of secrets and stuff around that. That was pretty fun. Um... Uh, this is kind of the limitations of the time, but the all the textures and stuff were very samey. Like they tried to do stuff, like any stuff that they did that was landmarky was like shapes of rooms and stuff because there wasn't there wasn't really unique assets and stuff that they could put up. Um, so yeah. I got lost a lot, and then it's lots of, like backtracking once you got key cards and stuff. And so I spent a lot of time just being confused about where I was. Yeah, they do really make you work for it, don't they? That's not really an element in modern games. You don't... I don't know. Were people in the 90s getting that confused? Were they better at this? I think they were better at this. It was just how it was. 
Yeah. Like, we... Because, like, th- there there are Doom levels where, like, back in the day, I mean, obviously it wasn't 93 exactly, probably the late 90s, but um, I would just get lost. And, like, <laughs> it was always a really funny, like, contrast of, like, me just fucking walking around this stupid level and this rockin' music <laughs> playing. <laughs> just, like, while I'm just lost for, like, half an hour because everything kind of looks similar. But, yeah. It would have just been they. I guess they would have been better at it, or they wouldn't have been complaining about it because there's not. There wouldn't have been anything to compare it to. Yeah. I mean, also it also it's kind of almost the first of its kind because this was also a problem with Wolfenstein 3D. A lot of yeah. that kind of stuff. A lot of the walls look the same in that. Um. So it's like you know, if the first bowl of soup had razor blades in it, but it was otherwise delicious, they'd just be like, "This is a good, a good, a good, good food." analogy. No, it's not. Because then someone, then someone, wait, no, no, this is just how they did it. The caveman times, right? They had soup for the first time, (laughs) and then they were like, wait, 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 no, hold, shut. Let me finish my cool analogy, all right, Max. Then they said, well, let's change the recipe here, and they took the razor blades out, and they're like, this is so much better. (laughs) (laughs) I love how it doesn't kill you when you eat it. No, they, the cavemen, they have big good gums. Well, you know what I'm if, if you're eating soup with a spoon, you can just you can you can just not pick up any razor blades with your spoon. They'll all sink to the bottom. Well, that, maybe 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 they thought the razor blades were good for you. It's like how when you're a kid, you avoid eating the beans by eating around them. I I, I like... don't. I feel like maybe for for one, as soon as you put a razor blade in your mouth, you know something's up. But, all right, guys. Let's just. I'm gonna swallow. I don't. I don't have a. I. I approve I just, of it. I approve of it. I approve of this analogy. But it doesn't. You. The razor blades. The razor blades wouldn't have to kill you. They would just have to be inconvenient. And it still works. Let's not dwell. Let's not dwell in the past on my analogies. All right. Let's just continue <laughs> on. Let's just keep going. So what are we talking about, Commander Keen? Yeah. It's a pretty good game. Let's do some game of the week. I reckon there's goodbye be galaxy. What it, I think the next, the next Doom 2016 should be Commander Keen 2017. And it's the same game, but it's reskinned Commander Keen. Wow, that'd be good. Yeah, that would be good. They're actually they're they're gonna compete with Super Mario Odyssey by making Commander Keen Odyssey. Uh good. It's gonna be really good. Uh, yeah, so that's Doom. I, I still like Doom, and I think you can... De- I-, I do like how uh, 2016 Doom directly sort of it gets inspiration from that, because it does have the keycard stuff, albeit not as bad, because the levels are much more memorable and, and in some ways much better designed. Yeah. And it does have the secrets very similar to Doom as well. Yeah. Uh, they did a really great job with that game. Yeah. Doom is very good. 2016 Doom and 1993 Doom. Yeah. That's what I've got to say about video games. Thanks, Mr. Carmack. Hey. Hey, Carmack. Why don't you go make Rage 2, you big nerd? <laughs> <laughs> How's Oculus doing, Carmack? <laughs> got one over on him. Freaking Carmack. <laughs> really putting him on blast. 
Yeah, yeah, I really, I really nailed him this time, yeah, didn't I, guys? For no, hey, you for guys no aren't, reason you guys other than you hate nerds. Like no, John John I don't hate nerds. I only hate nerds because I am, I am a nerd myself. I see myself in them and I get scared. <laughs> uh, what about John Romero and his beautiful hair? We have to thank him for doing the level designs. Thanks, John Romero. I'll thank if- Romero on the... Uh, on, on the pro, what's the word? Provision. Yeah, I'll thank John Romero on the provision that uh everyone knows that my thanks for John Carmack is a, is a lot larger. I thank Carmack for a lot um, more things than I thank Romero for. But I'd like to thank John Romero. I'd like to thank John Carmack, and I'd like to thank uh God. Jesus Christ, the big man in the sky, uh, for all his work on Doom and everything, and the, the creating the world. You know? He did the he did the music. Yeah, he was all like da 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 da. He got in a little a, bit of trouble because on he, a MIDI keyboard. Mhm. Uh, where do we go from here, guys? What happens next? Oh yeah, Kevin, you have to choose your game. Oh, what play. a bloody treat! Hey, I know a little bloody. Oath, a little treat from uh, mm. Down Under, I believe. <gasps> this game is called Killing Time at Light Speed. It's a game about where you're in space and you read Twitter, but you're going at light speed. So every time you refresh Twitter, it's been like seven years. Oh, that's oh. a really cool idea. That is cool. Uh, I love yeah, that. Kevin, you kind of got my hopes up. You, you mentioned Down Under. I thought we were going to play Ty, the Tasmanian Tiger. Uh, no, because we can't play that. Because how would you play it? You buy it on PS2. <laughs> <laughs> I never got... I'd love to play Ty 3, but I can't play it because I, I can't find a copy of it and I can't really? download a... CD if, uh, image of it, so I don't get to play Tie Three Night of the Quinkins. I believe it was Wait, called. I don't understand. Is it not on eBay? I couldn't. Fi- I couldn't find it last time I looked. It was That's very insane. It was very weird. I found it, dude. You can get Tie One, Two, and Three original Xbox for a hundred and thirty-five dollars. Oh well, I'm I'm bloody. Oh, gonna you do, do you want Tie to Tasmanian Tiger Three? Tied a Tasmanian Tiger free for PlayStation 2. Uh, pay up a hundred bucks, please. Wow. Well, I guess Why the I guess my real thing is that it, maybe it's not maybe it's not worth a hundred dollars to me. No, I, I don't think it is. Maybe I, I did see it, it I, but I, I I made a decision. I made a call. I think you made the right decision, my friend. I'm not gonna spend a hundred dollars on tie free. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this looks really cool. You can find it on Steam for Mac, Windows, and the like for ten, just ten dollars. It's a bloody steal. I haven't it's even played it yet, steal, and I can tell you mate. that. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Australian. I'm trying. I couldn't find out who it was. Sorry, who? God, it's gonna be a big egg on your face sorry, if you're not Australian. Sorry, person that it was. Let's play your game. Cool. Yeah, we'll play your game, and we well don't don't get your hopes up. We might hate it. We might take a big 
you know what? Maybe I'll probably like it. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> person. Preemptively apologize. Okay, that's that. We've dealt with that. Game of the week done. We've washed our hands of it. They've talked about Doom. We've set a new one. Let's have a bit of a relaxed sesh. A bit of a bit of a chill, relaxed bit pitch of a breather. that game. Bit of a breathe in, breathe out. Pitch that game. And, and Max chose uh, the game of the week this week, which means he chose the names for us to make some games about. Max, are you still alive? Yeah, I am. I've actually got two games here for you guys to pick from, and they both sound like trashy, um, free-to-play iPhone apps with cartoon okay. characters for the... Here, here we go. i got Parade Party and Bulldozer Heroes. <laughs> mm. All right, Kevin. What do we play? Because... I know what I want. Well, look, just... I'll be gracious, and I'm going to let you have it. Have what you want, Jace. All right. I would like to talk about Bulldozer Heroes. Oh. Uh, can I get? I can I get? Pick? Can I get told what the name of the other one is again? Parade party. Parade party. Thank you. Alright, Bulldozer Heroes is, uh, it's not a phone game, it is made in the early 2000s, like 2001, 2000 even. Okay. You can find it on a shelf at Dick Smith's Powerhouse, not oh in a shelf, God, but in a bucket. speaking my language. <laughs> Dick Smith's Powerhouse, and it's there in a bucket in a CD-ROM case, Bulldozer Heroes, and it's got little Lego men on the front in the bulldozers like wearing the orange vests building a hole right gosh and they're all smiling and happy but uh, they're not lego guys they look a bit off it's duplo <laughs> it's the the the, the babies it's the duplo version oh like what what wait what what is is that the name of, what's the name of a different lego brand like the off lego brand it's not duplo mega it's like blocks yeah yeah mega like blocks is more legit now maybe you want like connects no, I don't, I don't think Mega Box is legit, dude. I'm sorry. No, I, don't. I know and that Call there was Duty. they were doing that Mega Box Halo game, but that doesn't mean Mega Box is a quality product. No, these look like kind of trash. No, it means you know what? Trash, I'm yeah. just gonna go. I, I feel like I feel like it suits Lego, so I'm just gonna go with Lego. Okay. These little Lego boys. I mean, uh, if it's from if it's like game. if it's from the '90s, it could it could be a. a, a a weird thing because <laughs> there are lots of weird 90s mm. lego games you could call it it doesn't matter bricks. bulldozer heroes and you start you, you download the game you got it one of those old like windows 98 installs it's got the blue bar going while it's showing like uh screenshots of cutscenes, like it like a slideshow while it's installing you know what i'm saying yep yep and uh uh, you, you, you play the game and you open it up it's got a cool intro it's got a cool fmv intro the lego men's going around in their bulldozers <laughs> getting run over and doing wacky shit and then you start the game and uh it is a mission-based bulldozer simulator obviously a light simulator where you play as these lego men with these construction hats and 
you you can you can do you, you can you got to do these missions where it's like oh you got to bulldoze some stuff that that's kind of basically the extent of it actually you just bulldoze things really it's a bulldozer heroes game but uh it's got a lot of funny glitches like if you want <laughs> you can get right this is a you feature. can like you know, yeah, well, it's a feature now. This is why everyone's making YouTube videos of Bulldozer Yeah, it's Heroes. known like, for funny. it. It's like they do the glitch exhibition at uh, AGDQ. Mm. It's the skate-free of its day. Uh, it, it's it's just... Okay, so what you can do is, like, you got, like, little buddies that can help you out. Just, like, little Lego people walking around, and they can actually go into the holes that you make with the bulldozer that you have to pile stuff over, and you can bury them alive in there. <laughs> Uh, and and they they stay in there. Also, there's a in, there's an Easter egg, right? You you go into there's a you can dig a hole in a certain part of Lego Island because it's part of the Lego canon, obviously. <laughs> and there's some hidden bionicles underground. What? <laughs> right? Yes, the new releases that aren't out yet. There they are Intriguing. in tubes. Yes. Uh oh. I just thought you know those those uh, bionicles that look like cars. They got like a car face. Slices. Is that what they're called? Wait, the little guys that turn into a ball. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Borok. I think Borok. that might be I don't it. Know, I don't know what you. Okay, I just imagined them with flesh pulled over their faces, and Ew. it freaked me out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just want to let you guys know. Anyway, that's Bulldozer Heroes. Kind of ran out of steam there, but I, I still like the idea. Uh, Kevin, it's your turn to to per, to to parade party. Parade party is a game that you uh get out of a uh it's in a it's in a disc. It's a CD-ROM. Uh, it's one of those CD-ROMs that's got like, it doesn't have like a uh, a flat. It doesn't have like a sticker on it for the label. It's it's like dot laser printed right onto the disc, and so it's like blue semi see through. Says parade party. Uh, it has a lot of information about copyright on it, but you can see the kind of mirrored CD surface underneath, and it's in one of those uh, little paper CD packets, a little paper with a little see-through window. Oh, dear. Um, and it's... It looks like SimCity, and you plan parade... You're a parade planner, and you can... Mm-hmm. You do... Uh, celebratory parades you also uh, can organise protests and you pick uh, routes through the city and uh, you also have to you know you have to every morning it's kind of like a lemonade stand or something as well so every morning you get the newspaper and it tells you what uh, the weather's going to be like and so you can try and you know if it's going to be hot you bring water for everyone or uh, umbrellas mm-hmm. if it's going to rain and stuff and you got to fork out cash for that and uh, you get money uh, for some reason for d- first putting on the parades from <laughs> the from the mayor uh, and you have yeah and and there's uh, like dudes who there's like advisors who get angry and yell at you about stuff like in SimCity 
Um, and if you run out, <laughs> if you run out of money, there's a uh, there's a screen that pops up, and it says, "Oh no, you died!" And it's got a it's got a picture. Uh, it's got a little image, and this is in the days where if you're gonna put an image up on screen, it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of your memory space. Uh, so they're quite rare, but this is an image of uh, a, a skull that's being driven over by a tank. <laughs> um, And basically, yeah, you can try to, you can like try to lobby stuff. You can have protests about different stuff, and there's like, uh, there's like g- government people in office who have like stats, and you can like appeal to uh, different uh, aspects of their beliefs. I've got a question. Yes. Uh, is the equivalent of like natural disasters of Sim City like? <laughs> Like if you're having a protest, it's like, oh, oh, police brutality is like pepper spraying people. <laughs> yeah, it's for it's it's oh, police like a little pop up comes up. It says, oh, uh, uh, oh, police brutality, and it has uh like a one, like a grayscale picture of like a dude, a riot shield cop beating up a dude. <laughs> it's just like a, there's like a parade. It's just like, oh, oh, someone's got a gun. And it's like, <laughs> oh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Like that's that's definitely part of the par- uh, parade uh, experience. Absolutely. Like you deal with, uh, disasters like that happening, you gotta you gotta prevent uh, the worst case scenario. Uh, you can also organize fun runs. <laughs> Good, you've sold me now. I kind of wasn't on on board. Well, until not you before, but now runs. you are. Yeah, like and for the fun runs, you you have to like set the prizes. It's like, oh, you get a PS One if you you raise enough money. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea. You get a copy of Cement. Someone's obsessive, <laughs> obsessive job is just to organize new things, a fun run or a protest. Yeah, it's not a, or... it's not a, it's not really a real job, is it? But they, they all work because they all require routes throughout the city, and they require a bit of planning, a bit of forethought. Mm. I like. You're idea. like an advisor. He's like he's like he, he does he organizes protests and parades, but he has no political vi- like bias. <laughs> he's, he's just, just doing like his I job. just I just want to organize the parades. Black Lives Matter, <laughs> Nazis, I don't care. I'll organize gang old I'll parade. I'll organize anything. Uh, this is our finest astronaut. Let's all celebrate. I just like Hooray. people being together in a street. Also, <laughs> I that... make money off this. <laughs> yeah, somehow. I feel like that's a real hidden gem. I actually really like the sound of that game. Yeah, me too. I'd like to play both of I them. I would I would not like to play Parade Party if it was modern. It has to look like original SimCity. Yeah. It's gotta it's gotta look like SimCity in that like it's all like sprite based and you, but it's closer than SimCity. You can actually see like the parade happening with all the yeah. sprite people, obviously. Yeah. That's the attraction there. Like, uh... And then you can see him running away when a man starts shooting a pistol in the roll, air. Like, roller coaster tycoon scale. Yes. That works. Do you reckon, uh... People throw up. You have it... to send dudes to clean it up. Oh, jeez. 
Yeah, and you like go to the routes, but like one of the problems if, if like a riot breaks out or something, they start walking in different directions, right? Yeah, you gotta reroute it in real time. Yeah, you gotta re you gotta have the police on your side. Yeah, so you send the organizers it. out to yeah, get everyone back get everyone safe. Also you spend your money on uh hiring gunmen to terrorize your opponents' parades. Oh, a multiplayer aspect. I yeah. like it. <laughs> or just like a rival. <laughs> You're you're like a, you're an independent like a p- parade party planner, and your big enemy is big business, <laughs> corporate parades, and they're like all they're all like shown in like black and white like fucking. Uh, parades are for the people. Parades are colorful and beautiful, and we love them. <laughs> and I I think uh, I think we all should we all agree that parade party is the is the uh, victor here, out of the two. I think, yeah, I think so. Both of them really took me down memory lane. I'm, I'm remembering mm. the day I went to the big Dick Smith. Um, rest in peace, Dick Smith. Uh, rest in peace. <laughs> um, and I think it was in, like, Mitcham, and uh, my brother talked me into getting, because we got some, we got a voucher for Christmas. My brother talked me into getting... Um, Lego creator Harry Potter. Oh, so like a dark yeah. choice. It was pretty rough. Um, but yeah, I think the bulldozer heroes pitch really hit close to home, <laughs> and not always in the mm. best way. <laughs> Lego creator was the real shit. It was the real yeah. shit out of all those games. Lego Loco yeah. was you could have fun with. Rock Raiders you could have fun with. Lego Island you could have fun with. But Creators was just a bit <laughs> shit. Lego Races mm. was the best. <laughs> I fucking loved. I loved Lego Island. I had a demo. So I had a demo for Lego Races on something, um, and I played a lot of it. <laughs> I knew all the shortcuts. Just one yeah, track. I think, yeah. That that pirate track. Um, tra- oh, that, yeah, I think that was so. In, yeah, there, there was one in Lego Island. Yeah, there was that. Was, yeah, there was also that one in Lego Island where there, at some point, was an impossibly large cavern with an impossibly live octopus inside it. Yeah, and there was like skeletons and shit. It was like a damn fever dream. Yeah, it was really um, weird. Yeah, uh, there's something I really miss. But like, there's something so iconic about the Dick Smith game bucket, like in the middle of the floor. <laughs> There's just the bargain bin bucket, which you don't get as much anymore. EB Games has the fucking racks of PS3 and Xbox 360 games, but you don't just get the yeah, bucket. Yeah, well they, like... they put them all in a, on a table. Yeah. It's too dignified, well, like, isn't it? Well, I guess yeah, shit... there's, there's no more There's no more 100 games in one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, it's because that shit that. is... That stuff's all dead because there's no market for it anymore because you can just get free games online. I miss it. I miss <laughs> it, Kevin. I, I don't doubt that you miss it. I want to play 100 games in one, and four of them are different versions of that blocker racing game where you hit the paddle against the blocks. It's just that one. There's... Now I'm depressed. Look, there is... All you need to do is get a flight on an airplane... <laughs> That has one of those video game systems. Oh yeah, Joey had one. Yeah, 
That's where you play that shit now. Those games must be like 20 years old at this point. Yeah. So that was uh we, that was nice. We we talked about Breath of the Wild. We talked about we went back down memory lane with Dick Smiths and and Batman Arkham Asylum. We've been it's been a journey. Guys, it really has. Those are really but, uh, in the same category, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're the exact same. But uh, now we have to say goodbye. We're all gonna. <laughs> we actually all sleep in the same bed. Like, to, <laughs> like we're like the Powerpuff Girls. We all just sleep together. <laughs> so we're all gonna go to not go to bed. Uh, but not. Oh well, we should say our email first and our contact stuff. We're on Twitter. It's Sky Pirate Radio. Hit us up. We're showing screenshots of Help I'm Haunted and stuff like that. Hit us up, dude. What? What's funny? Hit us up. Hit check us it. Up. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, we've got an email that you can send us all sorts of questions uh, at questions at skypiratestudios.com. I would love a question. Ask Kevin how old he is. He's. You're not going to like the answer. You know. <laughs> He's seventy. <laughs> Dude, you can't. They have to wait for them to ask. Yeah, you just gave Shit. It away. Sorry. I, I'll no. I'll cut it out and post. All right. I won't let. I Thanks, won't dude. Let anyone find out the secret. You're doing no me worries. a real solid. <laughs> I need to keep my youthful appearance. <laughs> I need to keep that shit in check. Uh, also, but, uh, cut out that part where I badmouthed all those other uh, developers. Will ya? Don't want that okay. getting out. I'll give make a real bad no, name we... for myself. Mm. No, I, I won't. I, I, I mean, I will cut it out. Sorry. Thanks. You're doing me a solid. Check us out on Twitter. Hit us up. Uh, do it or else. Tweeter. Uh, Tweeter. Follow me on Twitter too. <laughs> Pizza sheets. <laughs> Guys, I lied. This isn't actually about Sky Pirates. Oh no. This is my own brand advertisement. Uh. Guy from Total Tools, Dandy Nong, feel free to send us through another question. We'd love to answer it on the show. Yeah, awesome, t- ask tools. us about anything. Yeah, send us some tools. I don't think he, I don't think he owes us free tools. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do with them. <laughs> um, so we have one more thing to do, one more solemn duty mm-hmm. that we must uh must commit to every episode and that's a final thought from max to to really uh to really na- you know you know nail it just and i am hoping max. i'm hoping that tonight's final thought from max will really uplift us yeah i i think this will be the best one ever rest so. in peace club penguin can we get can we get a 21 gun salute for um club penguin here <laughs> This isn't. This is I'm not happy. That's the new executive I this order. Was uplift me, Jace. It's okay, Jace. It's okay because Club Penguin isn't going away. It's just changing. It's going to be a different Penguin game. It's not the same. It's going to be a whole new game. To it's get not banned. the same. It's going to be better. It's going to be. It's going to have so, so many new features. Look, I know you love Club Penguin. I do. You're right. There's going to be more fun uh, Club Penguin times to be had in the new, whatever the new game's called. This isn't a video podcast. Maybe maybe this will be animated at some point, but if 
if you can, if you will, just imagine a dark darkness. Close your eyes, listeners, everyone, podcasters. Close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Slowly fading in into the darkness is a club penguin sprite saluting, <laughs> and a single tear is rolling down its cheek, and it fades back out into the blackness, into the dark below. <laughs> Uh, hit us up on uh, Club Penguin. We're having a we're having a real big send off party for Club Penguin. Uh, <laughs> Sky Pirate, Sky Pirate Studios. Go... Yeah, you're gonna. We're gonna be up there on the up there on the uh, on the server. Just hit hit us up. We're gonna be on uh, the Pacific server. So come on through. Come on to the come on to Iceberg Island, uh, and we're gonna have a real dance party. We're really gonna mix it up. So uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm gonna Hope cyber. To yeah, it's gonna become Club Penguin Island. Do you think... Yeah, we're gonna make our own Club Penguin independent state. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're get... gonna ru- spin up some original Club Penguin servers. Would you get banned from Club Penguin for writing the following into the um into the chat? Slunt. Maybe they change it, like like they do in Puzzle Pirates. It's like it changes to like, oh, I'm a cold penguin. <laughs> <laughs> because well, it's not a swear word. It's made up, but it sure sounds offensive. Hmm. What if you just implied something really bad? Oh yeah. Like, like you just said to like another penguin player, it's just like, better keep your eyes open tonight. <laughs> like, you get subtly banned? threatening. Yeah, it's just like. I feel like hey, you probably have to do uh, it a lot. Hope you keep your doors locked. Yeah, because keep you keep know? your eyes open tonight. That could just be a normal <laughs> conversation, but if you keep if mm. you kept doing it. They might track you down. Furiously mm. type into the chat. Julian Assange has become a puppet of the of Putin. <laughs> <laughs> and and if that if that gets you banned, that proves something. Well, it proves that probably Assange is probably on there. Assange probably has reported the, you. He's the big penguin in know? charge. That's yeah, I think... how he. That's how that's how he communicates with all his informants. Yeah, exactly. Club Club, Club Penguin. Penguin is the only secure <laughs> space for sharing of information. It's just, it's just like it's just like Julian Assange is on the server. He's like a little green penguin. One of the other penguins waddles up to him, types into the text. I've got some information. Julian Assange is like, all right, come into my igloo. <laughs> <laughs> come on. We we're talking in more private quarters there. Uh, it's just like oh, the American army's killing everyone. <laughs> it's just like yeah, kind of America. Uh, American intelligence has got eyes inside Habbo Hotel, so you can't. It's been compromised. Oh my god! If there was like a movie about like all this underground black market information circulating through nineties flash games online, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's that'll be. My, let's just make a mockumentary about that. That'd be pretty good. Pretend it exists. Yeah. I just like. That anyway, they all have to waddle everywhere to do it. <laughs> <laughs> just like following Julian Assange, <laughs> just waddling into an igloo. <laughs> Come waddle into my igloo after me. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks, everyone. I'm glad you enjoy- joined us on this adventure. 
Thanks for listening to the see podcast. You. See, see you next time. Bye.